2024, and we have to kind of wonder, what do you expect to happen over the next 366 days? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I wish you all a very happy new year as we begin our first program of the year. By the way, if you notice what I said in the beginning, this is a leap year. Every four years we have an additional day in February. This is one of those years. So what are you expecting to see happen over the next 12 months? I think it's safe to say that it's going to be a unique year. There's going to be a lot of challenges, and I think there's going to be some surprising good news in this strange mix of news that we're going to look at. I've been getting a feeling that evil pushes as hard as it can for as long as it can until there is a reaction and people begin to push back. Not that evil ever takes a vacation or stops, but it does tend to sometimes back off and simply regroup. I've said for years on this program, since the very beginning, that evil will always continue on its course unabated. It always sees its goal and you will never stop evil from trying to achieve that goal. It's as simple as that. And over time, evil gets a step forward, sometimes two, three, even four steps or more forward over a period of time. And when we push back, we can regain some of that territory. Now, I don't think we ever fully gain it back. But we can set the clock back at least a little while. And I really believe that 2024 could be that year. Now, just I want to share just a few thoughts. When I began this radio program, it started in the summer of 2020. We had been going through the pandemic since really March, I guess, in terms of it being a big public concern. And so March, April, May, June, July, those six months, for many of those months, I'd worked back in emergency management. And the more that I saw close up and personal, the more concerned I became that the truth was not being told and that we were being asked in our capacity to tell you to do things that made no sense at all. Zero, none. And in my job, I did a lot of research. And the research that I was finding went against the narrative we were being told to espouse. And my conscience said, I can't do this anymore. So I picked up and left, went back home to Florida, then grabbed my wife and a few things. And we headed up to our little place up in the mountains in Georgia to ride it out and figure what to do next. And it was during the beginning of summer that I was thinking, Lord, what can I do with what I know? And the idea of maybe doing some kind of a little video podcast, and I'm thinking, yeah, so I'll get a dozen people, maybe 10 or 20, it might get shared. Is it really worth the effort? I was trying to come up with a name for any kind of a radio program or a podcast or a video cast that I would come up with, and 
And the idea of truth to ponder came to mind. And so in June and July, the idea of truth to ponder was born. And I was trying to find the right medium. Now, I'm an old, I'm an old radio guy. And I've worked around shortwave radio for over a decade of my engineering career and broadcast career. And I realized that shortwave radio is kind of one of the final frontiers that are out there in terms of reaching people without a filter. In other words, when I put something on Facebook, if I put something on YouTube, if I put something in a lot of places, the the algorithms, the artificial intelligence can actually determine what I'm saying and make a decision if it's something that needs to be minimized or amplified. And if I'm saying the correct things that Dr. Fauci would approve, then of course I'm going to go to the top of the pile. If I'm talking against the grain, well, then my postings will go farther down the line virtually unnoticed. I knew that back in 2020. And so the decision was made to make this radio program or podcast actually make it a radio program and do it on shortwave. We started out on WRMI, and we've been there ever since. We're on several times a day on WRMI, Monday through Friday. And we're also on WTWW a few times a day as well. And God willing, we might even add a daytime frequency, which can cover a good chunk of North America, maybe this spring. We're thinking about it. If, if we have the resources, we're going to go and move in that direction. Shortwave radio, like I say, it's kind of a final frontier. And, and I recognize a lot of people do not have shortwave radios. Maybe next time you have an opportunity to give a gift to a loved one, you might want to consider one of the portable radios that are in the you know 40 to $60 bracket. There are plenty of them out there that work rather well. I've got one that fits in my pocket that works surprisingly well. And it was not that expensive at all. I've got a slightly larger one that probably is in the $80 bracket. There, there are a number, and I'm sure that those of you that listen on shortwave can recommend the radio that you like and have used successfully and radios that you've had trouble with that maybe people should avoid. And if you do have a preference on those kind of radios, why not share your thoughts with me? And you can do it directly, by the way, with an email. Bob at truth, the numeral two, truth2ponder.com. In other words, truth, the number two, ponder.com. That's my direct email address. There's no secretary. There's no staff. It just comes right to me. Bob at truth, the number two, ponder.com. And share with me the radio that you have enjoyed using. And, and I'm going to put a list together in the, in the near future of suggested radios for those that, that don't have one, that have listened as a podcast, but recognize there could be a need to have one. You know, I, I really expect that someday, maybe not this year, maybe this year, who knows, but I expect someday that programs like this are going to be coming harder to find. Now, I put the program out through a couple of sources, and then they multiply out to other platforms. In other words, I don't send it 
myself to be on iTunes. I do not send it to be on Google Podcast. I do not send it to a lot of places you may be hearing the podcast. I send it to two primary organizations and groups. And then they push it out for me. But but someday, I know that that Apple Podcast or somebody or Amazon, wherever you may be trying to get your podcast, may decide that this content is something they don't like. And they will find ways to minimize its reach, if not just deplatforming it entirely. And don't think they won't do it. Let's go back about three years, a little over three years. Remember Parler? That was going to be the competition to the extremely woke Twitter. In other words, Twitter was censoring and banishing and canceling people left and right. Twitter at the time wanted a singular, very disgusting narrative. They didn't believe in anything conservative at all. And they were going to control that narrative just like a propaganda artist should. And that's what they were doing. They were doing the work of the federal government. Some of the sleaziest people in government, I might add, too. And so, Parler came along as the alternative. But Parler made a huge mistake. I mean, they made a big mistake. They were assuming that by buying server space from Amazon Web Servers, AWS, and then being uh, having an app for the iPhone, an app for the Android phone, that they would be able to gain a a big audience using the established media access points. Well, guess what? One day, Apple decided, we don't want your app in our store. Poof, gone. And right after that, Google did the same thing. Kicked them off the Play Store, so now you can't even get the app. Well, if you had the app, then you want to connect to the servers. (laughs) Well, Jeff Bezos of Amazon decided, I don't like Parler either, so he gave him 48 hours to move. Well, there was no way to do it. And Parler crashed and burned and has never come back. Worth anything. They were on a rise and they were, it was like, you know, infanticide. They killed it off. That's why this radio program is a radio program primarily on shortwave. And even though I know there are thousands of people that hear it as a podcast or from the website or other places, even though I know there's so many of you out there that can do that, I recognize there are probably more people in any given week or month that hear it on one of the shortwave platforms. And I want to keep it there. So when the day comes that Google decides they don't like this program, or the day comes that iTunes cancels it, or any of the other ones, Spotify, there are so many places it goes to. And I know that most people listen to the podcast not from its originating source, PodPoint, but they're, they're, they're finding it elsewhere in the podcast realm that they prefer to use. But I am subject to their whims. Number one, We don't do any advertising. In other words, we don't accept any advertising on this radio program. However, you may hear an advertisement before you hear the program. You might even hear one in the middle of it, for all I know. I have no control over that. Those are the places that are hosting it essentially for free, 
when it gets to them. And all they ask in return is they make money off my podcast. Nothing comes to me uh, to run an ad to, to you. If you want to hear this program as a podcast without any commercials, you can go to the website and choose PodPoint, the primary host. There's no advertising there. But I know that sometimes there is elsewhere. And once again, I don't get anything out of that. And also, those companies beyond PodPoint, every one of them has the ability to cut me off. We're now using Sermon.net. It's something that I put together, uh, another project, and it helps the church. It'll help this radio broadcast. It's going to help other people that I'm trying to have produce some video and audio content. Uh, a Roku channel that will eventually expand into being more than just a Roku channel, but even, you know, the Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and the others. And I know all of those could be questionable down the road, that any one of those could disappear in time. But as long as the opportunity is there, why not use it? Why not have a platform? I've got a clergy friend that lives out west that is getting ready to produce some excellent Bible teaching programming. And he's got the equipment, and he's getting ready to start, and I will put him on that Roku channel. He'll be calling his program Building Up the Body. In other words, Building Up the Body of Christ. And I want on this Roku channel that I'm developing to have more than just that and my worship service from Trinity Chapel and this program. I'm hoping to have other on-demand programs, and all of it, of course, free. We're not going to be—there's no subscription charge. We're not hiding behind a paywall, and we're not going to sell you anything, just so you know. And and I just feel God has called me to do it that way. Now, I know there are other ministries that feel that it's important that they have a paywall and that you have to pay X number of dollars a month to view their content. And they're also constantly barraging you with commercials for everything from solar generators to prep food, you know, prepper food what I call apocalypse chow. And I just don't want to do that. And while I got a moment, and I haven't talked about this in a while, I'm going to to share my thoughts on this. Early on in this program, probably back in 2021, in the the first year, I was approached by a third-party company. And they wanted to know if I would like to market some health supplements now, I didn't know these people at all, and what they wanted to do is they they package these health supplements, and they'll put my label on it. I could come up with any name that I wanted to. I could call it Truth to Ponder Vitamins. I, I, it doesn't make any difference. Make up a name, and they'll make the label, and we split it. In other words, they'll do the drops. You know, they, let, let's just say that the the vitamins were $29.95 or $30. Well, I would get like $12. They keep the rest for the vitamins and the shipping, and they're making a profit. And that's how they market. They use companies and and radio programs, and they probably have the same pills being sold by a dozen different, you know, podcast people. I chose not to do it. I could have done the same thing with Prepper Food, where there are companies that make this stuff, they put it into a plastic tub, and then they put your label on it, and you make a profit on each sale that you make that they ship on your behalf. 
I could have done that, but I opted not to. Honestly, if I'm going to buy prepper food, I'm going to look for a company that that's all that they do. They're in that kind of supply and and look at real reviews on what people think of their product that have used it. And knowing that there's no middleman involved, I'm going to get it at a better price. I mean, that's what I would suggest. That's why I don't sell radios or anything on this program. I may put up, I'll be putting a web page up recommending radios, but I'm going to get nothing out of it. I'm just doing it so you have a resource. I, I don't want to get into the marketing games. I, I just don't. I don't want to be beholden to any company, corporation, or sponsor that is not my listening audience. I want you to know that what I share with you is not bought and paid for. And I felt this from the very day that I began the program. Was it tempting to consider having a vitamin supplement or something to sell? Yeah, of course it was for about 30 seconds. And I said, no. Now, I have had as a guest on this program, Dr. William Wong, and he does have his own line of supplements. And when I put him on this program, I am not being paid. I put him on because he's a fun guy to talk to. And in exchange for his time, I let him, you know, mention what he has. And it's up to you to decide. I get nothing out of it. And I know that from time to time when I can get him on the program, it makes my life a lot easier in producing a program. He's just a fun guy to have on. And and a lot of you enjoy listening to him. And I always give him that few moments just to share what he does. And And I will also tell you, For my own health, I've been using some of his stuff. And once again, I'm not being paid for this. I'm just letting you know that, you know, why why do I want to compete with him with some other product that I don't know? Let let people that specialize in something be the ones that do it. I, I don't need to put my name on something that I don't know. And so we try to keep this radio program a pure radio program I try to go through so many news stories and articles and material every day. It can get it can get rather depressing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now when you have to weed through it. Just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I was looking at some of the headlines this past week. Now, for for example, Anthony Blinken is visiting the Middle East this week. He'll be visiting Israel, Jordan, the United Arab Emirates, and other places like Saudi Arabia and and Qatar. And you have to wonder how much damage is he going to do in the Middle East on behalf of Joe Biden? I expect a lot of damage. Then you see that Iran and Hamas are clashing over the motive for what happened in Israel. Uh, The Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard which is really a U.S., it's a terror organization. They said this past week that the that what happened in Israel back on October 7th in southern Israel was revenge for the 2020 assassination of one of their commanders in a U.S. drone strike. Now, Hamas denies it, but then again, who's pulling the strings on Hamas? It's Iran. They're going to be one of the greatest threats to our safety and everything going forward because we have not dealt with that threat since the days of Jimmy Carter. And if anything, the idiots in Washington, D.C. 
keep trying to, you know, make nice with these terrorists. Yeah, we'll help you get your your nuclear power plants going. No, they want to build nuclear weapons to wipe out Israel and anything else they don't believe in. These are 6th century weirdos. I I believe demonically possessed. And we forget the 444 days that Americans were held hostage in Tehran. And we have just pretended that they don't exist. And they've been growing stronger and wealthier and stronger with each passing year. And now they are pulling the strings on terror on a global scale. And what does this administration do about it? Let's let's give them more nuclear stuff. Let's give them pallets low. You know, I mean, the Obama administration started giving them money on pallets that were flown in. The Obama administration and Obama Part Two, which is the Biden administration, have done more to undermine the safety and security of this planet than anybody I can think of in my lifetime. And they do it by design. But then again, they are of the reprobate mind. There is no goodness in any of them. They have long since walked away from anything of the Christian faith. They make a mockery of it. They're embarrassed about it. They're ashamed of it. They they cover it up. The the recent last week, you know, for at Christmas time, that that video that I saw from the White House was just awful. It was horrid. And it was nothing but celebrating gay weirdness for Christmas time. Christ was kicked out of Christmas a long time ago. And these phony people that claim to be this out of the other in their faith, and they're not. They're not living their faith at all. It's just all words. There's nothing redeeming in any of them. And so I look at these these headlines, drone strikes, uh you, you can look at what's going on in Ukraine. And I, I see something happening. And if you hadn't noticed it, I'm sure many of you have. Uh, I can remember a year ago, everybody had their little Ukrainian flags for their their avatar for Facebook and things like that. Everybody had their little gold and blue flag. And I'm seeing them less and less. Why? Because that war that should never have been fought, that we goaded, we created, yeah, we did. The United States and the Western world, we are the ones that created an unnecessary war that has killed hundreds of thousands of young men in Ukraine for a war that never had to be. What do you mean it never had to be? And I'm going to remind you, and people hate me when I tell you, I mean, they really get mad at me when I say this. 1992 was when the nation of Ukraine first came into being. Prior to that, it never had been a sovereign nation, ever. It had always been a part of some other nation. They were trying to get their own nation and independence, and they sided with Adolf Hitler in World War II to fight Russians and everybody else in order to become their own nation. Well, that didn't work out. But in 1992, with the the collapse of the Soviet Union, 
a treaty was formed to finally give those in Ukraine, Ukrainian nationalists, their own nation. And so the sovereign nation of Ukraine was born in 1992 with an understanding that this new nation would be a neutral nation. It would not be aligned to Russia. It would not be aligned uh, to NATO. It would be a neutral nation. And that treaty has been violated over and over again by the United States and, and Europe. They wanted to make Ukraine part of NATO and put weapons right on the Russian border. On top of that, and here's something else that is gone from the media's eyes. They don't want to share this. Back in the early part, like around 2012, Ukraine had a a fair election. And there was a new president elected by a majority of the people. This president wanted to get along with Russia. He understood that people in the far eastern part of the nation spoke Russian. They were from Russia. Uh, Nikita Khrushchev, by the way, was from the Ukraine region, just in case you didn't know. And many other leaders of the former Soviet Union and Russia came from Ukraine because it was a part of Russia. The people in the central part of the country, the nationalists, and many of them still adhering to the Nazi party that had been in Ukraine since the days of Hitler, they despised the Russians and they wanted to get rid of them and kill them. So let's kind of go over the the timeline here. New president wants to protect the Russian minority in the eastern part of the nation. For whatever reason, the Obama administration didn't like a pro-Russian president, so our own CIA and others caused a, a coup in Ukraine, toppling a duly elected by the people's president. And a puppet regime was put in that got along with, with Washington. And at the next election, they got Zelensky who'd never been in politics before in his life. He was a comedian, an R-rated comedian that did some pretty uh, questionable things on television and in movies. And he's now the ultimate leader of Ukraine. He decided they're going to put missiles and weapons into Ukraine for, for NATO. And they were going to deal with the Russian minority in the east. And a lot of Russians were being killed. I don't, I don't trust Putin as far as I could throw him. And I, I don't think he's a thoroughly honorable man. But on this particular issue of what is happening there, I, I'm going to cut some slack. Russian people were being killed in the eastern part of the nation. And they were talking about putting weapons on the border with Russia. Putin said in 2021, don't do it or we'll have war. Do not put weapons on my border and stop killing Russians in the eastern part of your nation. That never happened. And so war, war came. A war that I firmly believe could have totally been avoided. 
And whatever idiot in the United States government thought Ukraine could ever win this war, we just throw some money at it. They they never counted the fact there's not enough soldiers in Ukraine to fight a nation the size of Russia. And now you've got young men bailing out of the country and trying to get away so they don't die on the front line. Now, before we go to the break, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction. I may be wrong, but I've been watching how the media has been pivoting on Ukraine and how certain politicians are pivoting on Ukraine because they they know what I've been telling you for the last six months. Ukraine cannot and will not win that war. Russia, if anything, with our idiotic sanctions, became stronger than they were before because now they're demanding gold and currencies other than the failing U.S. dollar. So Russia's not really hurting. You know, Russia could fight for year after year after year in that war. And just, you know, sadly, watching young people needlessly die. And a lot of people are beginning to think that by the spring or the summer at the absolute latest, the the Ukrainian army will no longer be any kind of a credible fighting force. And the Ukrainian front will just collapse. We're already hearing talk about a brokered peace in Ukraine. I really believe that's going to happen. And that war is going to go away and we'll find a new place to make the warmongers wealthy. I'll talk about the warmongers and a couple of other stories on the other side of this break. As we enter this new year of 2024, we have a bunch of opportunity. And I don't want to see that opportunity missed. Would you consider being a partner in this ministry? Visit our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. And from there, and from there, you can look on the menu for support, and you'll find a way to use Give, Send, Go to support us online, or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, the city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code is 24319, and we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. Beyond Description. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. When you read a book of fiction, nonfiction, biography, history, there's usually some description of the person that it's about. And, and even before there were photographs, there were paintings, and ancient, then there were statues and mosaics, and there, there's records, descriptions. We know Julius Caesar was tall and thin, and Alexander the Great was clean-shaven. We even know some of the physical description of some of the pharaohs. But you look at the gospel, and what do you see? 
You don't see anything. You notice there's not one ounce of description of what Messiah looked like. And we know he was Jewish. He had a beard. We know that, but not much more. In Isaiah 53, in the Messianic prophecy about him, Isaiah says he has no form that we should be attracted to him. And Paul says, we do not know Messiah after the flesh. Now, why? Why? Because the way he appeared is not the point. He's not about appearance. He's about truth. He is the truth. And truth is not about appearance. And if you follow him, you're following someone you can't see. How do you do that? Only by living by faith and not by sight. We're to be the people who can live not by what we see. God wants you to get less dependent on what you see and touch and feel and sense all around you and more dependent and in tune with what you can't see, the invisible, to live by the spirit. The things that we see are passing away. The things that we can't are forever. So look away from what's seen and live more and more by the spirit, by truth, by the word, and by him who is beyond description. He is the one who can only be seen with the eyes of faith. Want more? Ask for You Don't See Him on CD. Now the free gift for you. The incredible, awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You will love it. It's amazing and it's yours free. And Sapphire is guaranteed to bless you. It's like vitamins for your spirit. A free gift subscription. You'll love it. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1, the name of Jesus. Or, you know, remember it this way. Just call 1-800-YESHUA, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1, and you will be blessed. Now, my friend, you're on this earth to do a great thing for the Lord with a great purpose, to be a blessing. I invite you to join me in blessing the loss of the world the most incredible way on Shore Wave Radio. It's amazing. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111. It's Lodi, New Jersey. It's 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, look to the spirit, my friend. Live by faith in Messiah Adon Olam, the Lord of all. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang We'll talk a cup of kindness yet for days of unmanned And I welcome you back to part two of our New Year's Day edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. By the way, you may have noticed at the beginning of the program, I reminded you that today is also the eighth day of Christmas. Now, why do I do that? Isn't Christmas over, Bob, and all the lights are coming down, the trees are gone, the gift wrapping is in the trash can? You know, what's going on with you? Why are you still talking Christmas? Because I don't follow the Walmart schedule for Christmas or the Amazon Christmas schedule or whatever or the jewelry store or whoever's selling something. I follow a very traditional celebration of Christmas. Number one, 
the Christmas season begins on Christmas Day, not the day after Thanksgiving or sometime in October. Christmas begins at Christmas, and its celebration is a 12-day celebration that begins on the evening of the 24th, the 24th of December at sundown, and continues until sundown on January the 5th. And we have the 12 days of Christmas ending on January the 6th, which is Epiphany. That's how it used to be celebrated, but no, we've changed it to a one-day festival of giving gifts and stuff and threw Christ out and the celebration of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So for the remainder of this week, I will remind you that we are still in the season of Christmas all the way into this weekend. Now, I want to get back to a story that I was sharing with you as we went to the break, and I want to give you some a little bit of insight about Ukraine and what, what we're seeing happening. You may not notice it. I mean, CNN, they're too dense to notice anything. And I'm not even sure if the folks over at Newsmax are, are quite grasping this. Some of them are, but not all of them. There has been a little bit of a shift that is going on with the strategy of the Biden administration regarding Ukraine. The strategy is kind of changing, or you could call it pivoting, evolving, or shifting, whatever you want to call it. And it's happening quietly, kind of under the radar screen. And, and it seems that they're preparing you one little step at a time for things to radically change. I want you to, this is a little headline that I found in one of the newspapers. Over the past year with U.S. military support flagging fast on Capitol Hill and Zelensky's once vaulted counteroffensive failing since it was launched in June, Biden has shifted from promising the U.S. would back Ukraine for as long as it takes to saying the U.S. will provide support as long as we can and contending that Ukraine has won an enormous victory already and Putin has failed, which is totally nonsensical. In other words, the headline implies it's over, Ukraine kind of won, and ah, the smell of victory, the agony of defeat, you know, Wait, now let, let's analyze what, what Biden's people said. Biden didn't say, well, he may have mouthed the words and read them, or somebody wrote them for him. The reality is beginning to set in, even at the boneheaded White House. Even the idiots there are beginning to figure out this ain't working. The story in the Washington Post talked about Ukrainian cities are still under constant bombardment by the Russians. And Moscow's troops are pushing to advance into Ukraine along the front line in the east and in the south. And so what are we beginning to see happen here? It's beginning to shift. Reality is setting in. They're, they're running out of an army to place in Ukraine. And the Biden administration knows full well that sending American troops there would be suicidal for the Democrat Party. And for the United States, to be quite blunt. 
Some analysts are believing that what we're getting ready to see is declare a partial victory and find a way to have a a ceasefire with Moscow. Granted, it'll leave Ukraine partially divided. Yeah, of course it will. My prediction, and once again, this is not a prophecy. This is just a common sense prediction as I have followed all the nonsensical stuff that has come out of this war since its beginning back in early 2022. Understand, these discussions about peace talks are starting. But the administration in Washington, you know and I know, they just can't back down publicly because of the political risk. And that would be a risk not only to Biden, but anybody running for Congress or the Senate in 2024. So what they what they want to do is they want to begin a settlement with Russia. And this is just my gut reaction prediction. That area in the extreme eastern part of Ukraine, where everybody that lives there is Russian, will become a part of Russia. And Crimea, which was a part of Russia at one point, will remain with Russia. And the rest of the nation will be spared, and they'll be able to continue on as Ukraine with some new borders. Now, how NATO plays into any of this is anybody's guess, but I would say that uh, Putin would probably tell them, no go if you put NATO troops into Ukraine. Understand, Biden can't can't do what he did with Afghanistan, especially in a year when he's running for president. And he can't allow this war to continue on going negatively where the whole thing could collapse and go into Russia's hands. Everything you were told about, oh, yeah, Ukraine can win this is a lie. This was a planned war to make the warmongers wealthy again. They, they like making money. They need a war going on somewhere. I mean, I think Lindsey Graham summed it up best when he made this most absurd statement a while back. We need to send all of our NATO weapons to Ukraine because they're getting old anyway, and then we can buy some new ones. It's all about Raytheon, it's all about Grumman, it's all about anybody, General Dynamics, anybody that makes the machinery of war. They want more stuff to be sold. And I don't think we want to get involved in Ukraine, considering we also know that after the election in 2024, China's going to make their move on Taiwan. I mean, face it, China has nothing to lose waiting until after the election. Not at all. Because, see, they know if they were to do something with Taiwan this year before the election, then Biden or any Democrat doesn't stand a snowball's chance at a waffle iron of getting elected. And they want to keep somebody like their man in charge, Biden, China Joe. They need Biden and the corruption in the White House for them to get along in this world the way they've been getting along. So we understand Ukraine is getting its clock clean. I mean, it's just, it's not good. 
And so you're beginning to watch this play out in slow motion. Little changes in the narrative, one little word at a time. And the Biden administration knows that time is running out. There's just not a whole lot of time left on the clock, and Putin knows it. The war continues. Ukraine suffers a serious setback, and it's going to make an already difficult negotiation even harder. Russia already surprised the sleepy American generals by simply overnight constructing a massive, impenetrable defense perimeter all the way down to Ukraine. In other words, the idiots at our Pentagon couldn't see any of this coming. And yet we talked about it on this radio program, and we're just a bunch of people that are just normal folk analyzing it from the sidelines. Now, I don't like to play quarter chair, you know, quarterback in an armchair, but, but let's be honest. This was pretty easy to discern. We had a, a wonderful propaganda campaign to get everybody on board with Ukraine, and all we had to do was send billions and billions of dollars, $100 billion here, another $50 billion there, and before you know you're talking about some real money. And, and so we, we, would, we, we made all these companies wealthy at the expense of 400,000-plus people dead unnecessarily. Now, how do you morally justify that? A war that never needed to be. And right now, the best we have is a stalemate and the threat to, of Ukraine's possible NATO-EU membership is on the other side. Now, according to an article, Biden faces political peril if the war goes badly for the Ukrainians, which it is. I don't care what anybody says. Anything other than it's not going well is propaganda. A shift to defense could buy Ukraine the time it needs to eventually force Putin into an acceptable compromise by allowing Ukrainians to conserve resources while making future Russian progress look unlikely. And the EU, the European Union, is also raising the threat of expediting Ukraine membership into NATO to put Ukrainians in the best situation possible to negotiate with Moscow. In other words, everybody knows this war is coming to an end. And to be 100% honest, I want you to think about this. We're going to get back into the nation-building business again. I mean, that would work for Biden. It'll get the war into a ceasefire that looks good on paper. And now the same companies like General Dynamics and all these corporations and BlackRock that were funding the war can now fund the rebuilding. And that looks a lot nicer, too, on paper. Yep. I'm predicting that you're going to start seeing the media pivoting to a rebuild Ukraine. And, and, and Biden getting all the credit with grateful Ukrainians, just, you know, headlines like Pfizer's new state-of-the-art Ukraine Pharma Lab and Gates and BlackRock build, you know, a beetle flower manufacturing plant in Donbass and, and the Clinton Foundation constructs schools. I mean, you know, you, you, don't you see it coming? And really, Russia gets what they wanted to begin with. And the companies in the United States that profit on war, the warmongers like Liz Cheney, 
watch their portfolios get bigger and fatter. I'm telling you, mark my words on that one for this year. And also, I think this year is going to have a couple of other surprises with this election coming up here in the United States. There is a lot at stake. You have open seats in the United States Senate that all things being equal today, the Republicans would take. And I don't see the Republicans in any danger at the moment of losing the House of Representatives. If anything, they might they might even gain a seat or two here and there, depending upon how the Ukraine war goes on. But other players you're going to be seeing, I think, more and more, even though the mainstream media kind of ignores them for the sake of not alarming their audience, the average person on the street never heard of the World Economic Forum or Klaus Schwab, you know, the grandpa-looking Hitler. But you're going to see they're going to be doubling their efforts on a digital currency, redoubling their efforts on a on a universal ID, redoubling their efforts on climate change, redoubling their efforts on everything while they have somebody like Biden still in the White House. The World Economic Forum, as far as I'm concerned, is a satanic organization at best. I mean, that's that's its good side. Everything about them is about the trans agenda, the gay agenda, worship the earth agenda, abortion agenda, vaccinate to lower population agenda, and the fact that right now they really believe that we need to eliminate as soon as possible 4 billion people off this planet or we have no no way to survive. They've come out and said it. And the World Economic Forum folks, you know, they they here's what they're talking here's something that they have they just put out recently. A a report that they had put together before the pandemic in what they plan for the world. They they're saying that people will only be allowed to buy 3 clothing items per year and will be eventually prohibited from buying or consuming meats. This is one of their goals. We should get out of the World Economic Forum and tell them to go pound sand. And, and you know, the, the World Economic Forum, they don't think you should even own blue jeans or ski jackets or anything that's, you know, uh, uh, trendy. They want you in like a uniform, like in Mao Zedong's China or North Korea. They want you to be slaves to the state and look and act like it. The World Economic Forum believes that there are six areas that the governments of the world can can take rapid action to address the consumption-based emissions of food, construction, clothing, vehicles, aviation, and electronics. They want to take it all away and keep it for themselves. Not, I mean, that's what it comes down to. The one percenters at the top, and then you call the herd of the rest to a, man, a manageable group. They're an evil, evil 
evil association and, and group. And one of their advisors we've talked about on this program, Yuval Noah Harari, has got to be, you know, it's got to be a demon walking in a human body with the things that come out of his mouth. Anti-God, God doesn't exist. We, you know, God in the cloud is not the real God. The, the, the cloud of the internet is our God, and we will eventually merge human being with machine, and you will have eternal life because of the World Economic Forum living as a machine with all your consciousness and all your needs being met. This is what they are promoting. And you wonder why I do this radio program each and every day, including holidays like today, New Year's Day, to remind you that evil is out there and we have to push back. Now, I have one more thought I really want to get through to you before the end of the program today. As long as children are in the public education system, in, I think, the majority of the public schools today, they have gone woke, they have gone ridiculous, they have become dangerous to the spiritual health and physical health of our youth today. They're teaching them things that are not scientific. They're teaching them that your Christian faith is foolishness. They're teaching them to worship the earth. They're trying to determine their gender dysphoria or trying to convince them that they're in the wrong bodies. Or maybe a seven-year-old is really gay. They want to destroy our children to make them drones. Phyllis Schlafly warned about this way back in the 1980s. School to work. In other words, create little drones and, you know, give them their basic needs and entertainment, just like the Romans did back when they had the empire. Bread and circuses keeps them all happy, and then they don't rebel. And that's the direction that we're heading today. But I believe if there's ever an opportunity to fight back, if there's ever a chance to make a change going forward, 2024, I believe, could be that year. This year, 2024. Now, I've said it before that I don't put my hope and trust in a man or a politician. My hope and trust is in God, but I'm still going to vote. I will vote for the person, and I'll, I'll say this again, and get this through your head and listen carefully. I am not voting for the head pastor of a church, so I'm not going to be getting so deep into theology or being perfection. There's none of them out there that have any perfection that are running. I will vote for the candidate that poses the least threat to me, my family, and my faith. In other words, my freedom of religion is kept intact. My freedom of speech is intact. They will abide by the Bill of Rights. No more, no less. And my church will not be shut down because of things that we say and do. If I consider this gender dysphoria a mental illness, I don't think I should be shut down and told that I have to change my mind. In other words, I'm going to be voting for whoever poses the least threats to our republic here in the United States. 
That's how I look at it. And I'm going to be working hard to do what I can to help educate youth. A program I'll, I'll be talking about in the not-too-distant future, what we have in mind. Now, keep me in prayer later this week. Thursday is my first day of immunotherapy. We're going to be recording our Thursday and Friday program before we leave Wednesday. And I'll try to get back to you uh, Monday or Tuesday of next week on how it goes. I'm not anticipating anything major. They're telling me that this six weeks will go by relatively quick. Um, I, I could be tired for a day or two, and that's why we're trying to always be a day or two ahead on the radio programs, just in case I should be worn out one day and unable to record. So your prayers are are definitely appreciated as we will head out Wednesday uh, evening and get back Thursday night. And like I say, the Thursday and Friday programs will have to be recorded before we leave because I don't know until I've done this for a week or two how my body's going to react to this therapy. They say that it shouldn't be a big deal. And I'm praying that that's going to be true. Do you believe in our mission and ministry of trying to educate you in trying to get the truth out there as we go into 2024? If you've never supported us, would this be the year you might consider it? You can go to our website, which is truth, the numeral two. In other words, truth two like the number two, ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. There's a tab on truth to ponder uh, that says support. There it'll give you a link to give, send, go, or even our mailing address on how to support us. If you don't use the internet, you can simply make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio, post office box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. Once again, this ministry is here on shortwave because of you. My time is free and there's no staff. We buy airtime and we'd like to increase that airtime. Once again, Go to our website, truth, the number two ponder.com, truth, the number two ponder.com. Or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowie. 24319. That's 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.